0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one, and it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor hi friends welcome back to acting my age happy wednesday hope you guys are having a great day so far Woo! i'm excited about this episode today's episode is all about sex sexual intercourse (laughs) that is the topic for today you know Sex is a part of life. Like, literally, none of us would be here if someone hadn't banged. So, I don't know. It's for some reason taboo to talk about it. But, like, when I'm with my girlfriends or with Sage or whatever, it's not a big deal to talk about sex. So, why should it be on this podcast? Um, The whole point of me doing this podcast is so that you guys feel like we're just hanging out and chatting. It's a very relaxed, comfortable environment. I'm personally determined to talk about things I would normally feel a little uncomfortable speaking about on like YouTube or Instagram or whatever. And that's only because I would be worried about what other people thought, which is stupid because me as a person, I'm very comfortable talking about these type of things. So I just don't think I should let what other people might think stop me from talking about it because there's so many of you that have a lot of questions and are very interested in learning more about sex because for some reason, no one on the internet talks about it. <laughs> Humongous disclaimer here. Um, if you're a family member of mine or a family friend or anyone who might get uncomfortable hearing me talk about sex in detail, please tune out now. Like, please just close it out do us both a favor. I'm specifically telling my parents not to listen to this episode, so just, you know, close out. Another disclaimer, I am no sex expert. I've never studied it. I am not an expert whatsoever. I'm not really even that knowledgeable necessarily, but this episode is just where I'm going to share my experiences and feelings around sex and then answer some of your questions. So we're going to talk about it all, all different aspects of sex. So truly buckle up for this one. All right, here we go. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Okay, so first, before I say anything else, sex should always be consensual. Always, 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 always. I have to say that before we even start talking about anything else because it has to be consensual. Ah, I just figured the best way to start this episode is to share the tale. Share the story of how I lost my virginity. Ah, So I was 15 when I lost my virginity. I guess it's pretty young, but at the same time, for my generation, our generation, I feel like people are starting to have sex super young, and uh, I definitely was one of the last people in my friend group to lose my virginity, which might be surprising, but yeah, so my friends were having sex in middle school, so definitely feel like we just were, uh, I don't even know what the word was. We were early bloomers. I'm not really sure. Anyway, I was 15 and I lost it to a guy who was same age as me in the same grade. Um, we were freshmen in high school, just some backstory here. So this guy that I lost it to was, My best guy friend for years and years and years, like elementary school, middle school, we were super good friends and we were always super flirty. And like every single year he wanted to date me and he told me that he liked me basically, like very regularly. He'd be like, I just really like you. Like, why can't we be together? and I would be like, no, I don't want to ruin the friendship. Like, what we have is so good. Whatever. I didn't necessarily see him, like, in that way. I just really liked flirting with him, I guess. I think I had some, like, shitty experiences with older boys. I, like, I don't even know, had failed relationships with some of the senior, like, jock boys. <laughs> senior, junior, older jock boys when I was a freshman, and I was like, you know what? Those guys are trash. Maybe I'll just try something out with this guy who's telling me for years that he wants to be with me. Like, he obviously really cares about me. So, how bad could this go? (laughs) Oh my god, I'm cracking up already. The first day, I literally went over to this guy's house and I was like, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Like, it's fun to flirt with him. He's cute. Whatever. We'll just see. I didn't have any romantic feelings necessarily for him at that time. Like, I cared about him, but I wasn't like, I don't even know how to describe it. I didn't have any romantic feelings for him. And then... I went over to his house, and we had our first kiss that morning, <laughs> and then that night I lost my virginity, so, oh my god, so funny to tell the story, but yeah, so we had our first kiss that morning, and then by that night, bada-bing, bada-boom, the cherry was popped. <laughs> I was always someone who didn't really think my virginity was a big deal, um, like I remember a couple of my other boyfriends, I was like, let's just get it done, I know that sounds crazy. And when I say that, it just just sounds really weird coming out of my mouth. But I don't know. I just didn't really think it was a big deal. And I still, like, looking back at it, I don't think it was a big that big of a deal. Um, That's obviously a personal preference for some people. Like, it needs to be really special and, like, well thought out and they want to take their time. Like, totally something that's up to personal preference. But for me, I just didn't really think it was that big of a deal. Yeah, so lost my virginity. After that, I just got crazy. So we were kind of basically dating after that. Um, and I remember, like, when we were, you know, upstairs making out, whatever, he was like, he was like, should I get a condom or something? And I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, I think I literally said, why not? And this, yeah, first time was pretty, like, it was just the first time having sex. It wasn't his first time, but like, I think it kind of hurt, and I think I bled, like, a little, little bit, but overall, it wasn't, like, it wasn't necessarily super bad. It wasn't super good. It just was, like, you know, losing your virginity. So, after that, we were basically dating, and... Now, like, looking back, I don't know if this was something that I put on myself because of, like, not society, but I think I got way more attached to him because I lost my virginity to him, but I don't know. I don't know why, necessarily. Um, I know there's studies about it, but I definitely got feelings for him after that, and... All of a sudden, this guy that I literally didn't even like romantically a week before was, I was like really into him and I wanted to spend a lot of time with him and we were dating. It was fine, I think at first. And then the next couple of months just were not, were not good. They went downhill super fast, I would say. And I feel like from my perspective once he because he'd been like wanting to date me for so many years and like wanting to be with me and then I feel like once he got me he just wasn't really interested anymore like he got what he wanted and then now he was like over it keep in mind this guy was like quite the player (laughs) in high school so Yeah, once he, like, had me, he wasn't really interested. And something I also want to say, looking back now, like, we were so young. We did not know what we were doing. And actually, this guy and I have talked about this before. Like, there's no beef between us now. Like, we're still friends. But we were just way too young. We were laughing about, like, thinking about us back in the day. We were just so young and naive. And we just didn't know what we were doing. So I feel like I'm lucky because of the friendship I had with this guy. And, like, where I grew up that it was, like, safe to be so naive, if that makes sense. But I feel like for many other people, it, it, it's not a good idea to have sex so young. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know my thoughts on that. That's another tangent. So yeah, like I said, things started going downhill pretty fast. And basically it kind of just got to be like, he would text me, I would come over, we'd go right upstairs, we'd have sex, he'd leave to go do something else, watch TV or go in the backyard. And then I kind of would be like, um. Uh, Okay, so we didn't really hang out like all of the good parts of our friendship just went away and we just Literally pretty much only had sex and I wasn't enjoying it I didn't know anything about sex or pleasure like I knew nothing about it So it just became something that Just to do like sex was just something to kind of do get it over with and then that's it I don't know. I didn't enjoy it and it was obvious to him really I guess that I didn't enjoy it but he ended up spreading a rumor I should tell this later in the story, but after we broke up, he ended up spreading a rumor around with all the dudes saying I was terrible in bed because I probably was because I just didn't know what I was doing. I just laid there and it wasn't necessarily fun at all. Like I said, too young, didn't know, didn't know about, you know, pleasure for women in sex. <laughs> it kind of, to me, it seemed like he just kept using me for sex. That's what it felt like to me. And then he eventually stopped, like we were still dating in quotes And we were still having sex, but he stopped hanging out with me in public. He stopped, I don't know, wanting to be around me, around his friends. He just would, like, ignore me in public, which was really fucking weird because we'd been friends for so many years. Before we broke up, there was, like, this big public 3rd of July thing, and I was super excited. I got, like, super dressed up. I was feeling super cute, and I wanted us to hang out and watch the fireworks, and he ignored me the entire night, the entire night. So then we broke up the next day. And I was super upset, and I remember he called, like, we were breaking up over the phone on speakerphone. He was on speakerphone with a room full of his dudes, and he was like, you know, what, Rohini, do you honestly think I would ever choose you over any one of my guy friends? Like, those are my bros or something. Basically saying, like, I was an idiot for thinking he would want to hang out with me (laughs) when he could just hang out with his friends. So that fucking hurt me. Uh, Keep in mind, we had probably had sex just, like, a few days before that, so I was like, okay, um, wow, really hurt me. The breakup, it sucked. And so it made me think like, ah, okay, sex is just like not that great. I don't get what the hype is about. So we broke up. And then like I talked about in one of my other episodes, I went to camp and had this guy treat me really nicely. And then a few months after our breakup, I met Sage. (laughs) So that was where everything turned around. But I thought it would be important to talk about my first like sexual experience because it was definitely not good and i'm sure many people have had similar experiences with their first boyfriend or the guy that they lost for their virginity to or whatever it's just like when you're so young you don't know you don't know how it's supposed to be i remember him literally being like i'm too scared to eat you out <laughs> like he said he was too scared so he never did which i just think is so funny now the doja cat line Whereas, like, fuck that shit. If he don't eat it, he back. Like, that's literally so true. So please take that as, like, truth because it, it's so true. She was spitting the truth right there. Yeah, so whatever. That's my story of how I lost my virginity. You know what? I'm, at the same time, I am glad that there was someone before Sage. I don't really know why, but I am glad. I'm not really sure why I am glad, but I am. <laughs> next Next chapter is Sage. Sage baby, sagey baby. He was my sexual awakening. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna listen to this and literally cringe. Once we started being together, he was older, he had been with like four or five girls before me. Um, he was experienced and he was a very tender lover, he still is. Um, and I literally, this is this is tangent, but I remember. We were first dating, I don't know when, like four or five months into it, and his mom had gotten his chart read, his astrological chart read when he was a baby, and she thought it would be fun for us all to listen to it in the car because we were driving somewhere. And so she was playing his reading, and then the astrologer literally was like, he's going to be a very passionate and tender lover. And then she was driving, she looked back at me, She's like, well, is that true? And I just like giggled. (laughs) But it literally is in his chart that he's a great lover. So uh, score for me. Love that for me. Sage was just really really into me, I guess. He thought I was super hot and that made me feel really good. And I thought he was super hot and he was, you know, experienced and like tender and passionate and all those nice things that I had not experienced with the first guy. And I just kind of felt sexy and, and I was like, whoa, maybe I like sex. Maybe this is actually super fun. And it was fun. Yeah. The first time we ever hooked up, he was nervous. He had performance anxiety and he couldn't stay hard <laughs> because he was so nervous and we talk and joke about that now but at the time I was like Uh oh does he not think I'm hot like is he not like feeling this right now and he was just super nervous but we just kind of laughed it off and we're like eh, whatever we'll try again and then like the next time was amazing so it's just funny because you never know how things are gonna start like you don't really imagine that the first time with someone that you end up marrying is like unsuccessful or whatever but it's just kind of funny I love that that was what happened to us we were hooking up regularly we were dating um we were really into each other we were falling in love all of those things and I realized that I was kind of like uh kind of like to doing doing some stuff kind of liked experimenting like I said my sexual awakening also I should mention you already know this but I'm an Aquarius Aquariuses are known to be a little bit kinky I will say that <laughs> I will say that. So we're having a great time. And then I don't know when he read this. He read a chapter. So, ladies, listen up. If your man, if your man's, your men are having trouble making you come, just tell them to read this. I've told so many of my friends' boyfriends to read it. Well, I've actually told my friends to tell their boyfriends, but there's a chapter in the four hour body by Tim Ferriss about how to make a woman orgasm easily. And literally, Sage read that. And after that, like bada-bing, bada-boom, I would orgasm every time we had sex. (laughs) And I should mention, it's not just from like, like some women, I guess, can orgasm just from penetration, but I'm not one of those ladies. So I need some stimulation, I guess. (laughs) And so that book talks all about how to do that. And literally game freaking changer, game changer. And after that, I was like, holy shit, sex is amazing. (laughs) Sex is amazing. Since we're talking about everything in this podcast, I should say I also was someone who was never scared to masturbate. Because I know a lot of girls are. Um, Another funny story, I will keep her anonymous. But one of my friends, like, hadn't masturbated until like, three years into college. Like, she just had never done it. She'd been kind of scared. She <laughs> did for the first time. And she... Because I, I always talk about it. Like, I don't always talk about it, but it's just well known that, like, Rohini is, you know, having vibrators in her bedside table. And it's like... Like, it's not... It's just yeah, well known that I'm really open about that stuff, I guess. So she's like, she told me, she's like, yeah, like I masturbated for the first time. Like, holy shit. Why did I wait so long? And then she was like, I felt a little guilty though, because when I looked up, like I had my Mary and Jesus like posters. Cause, um, she like grew up with a religious background. She's like, I had my Mary and Jesus posters looking at me. So I felt really awkward. So next time I'm going to take those down. And I thought that was just like the funniest, purest thing ever. <laughs> but That is the case for so many people. Like, I've met a lot of girls who grew up, like, going to a religious school, like, Catholic or Christian school, where that was seen as, like, super taboo. And so they never really, like, experienced their own sexuality until, like, much later. So luckily for me, like, I never had that. It wasn't, like, a taboo thing. Um, I never talked about it with my mom or, like, anybody like that, but I just kind of figured out on my own, I guess. I'm not really sure, but it wasn't a taboo thing. So, for that, I'm grateful. That was a tangent, but I've always been pretty pretty down <laughs> in that area like I always, you know, we had a shower head growing up. Need I say any more, ladies? Probably not. You guys know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, holy shit, get on that right now. <laughs> oh my god, I really hope none of my family members are listening to this right now. Holy shit. Chapter and 4 hour body changed the game, changed the game because I, like so many of you, because I, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to read, like, your questions or stories or whatever. Um, So many of you talked about how you're just a little bit, like, insecure and nervous and you feel bad that it takes you so long to, like, come if your partner is doing it. And that was, like, one of the biggest things for me is just overthinking it. So, like, that chapter in the book literally talks about like the woman just has to relax and like there's it's not a race whatever so (laughs) that was something that I like had to get used to and it's something that happens over time like once you get more comfortable with your partner and or you're more comfortable with yourself so for me like it developed over time like I talked about one of the other episodes like I became more confident in myself through our relationship um and I became more confident like in the bedroom through our relationship and more confident with myself. Yeah, it all just comes down to being comfortable with your, with your partner. and Comfortable with your own, in your own body, I guess. Sex is only fun, like, when both parties are enjoying it and getting pleasure from it. That's when it's the best. You can't, you can't argue otherwise. When both partners are having an amazing time, like, there's nothing better. The more comfortable you get with your partner, the more you can ask for in the bedroom, you know what I'm saying? Or just the more comfortable with yourself, because I know in some movies, like, these women are like, just super confident and asking for all kinds of kinky stuff and the guys are just loving it and like their jaw drops to the floor but it's not always like that you know life is not always like a movie so sometimes it takes a while to get super comfortable asking like for what you want me personally I just think there's nothing wrong. Like, if you're in a serious relationship, you want to be with this person, like, long term, ask for whatever the fuck you want. And if for some reason they're weirded out, which they probably won't be, then that's just, like, that's low-key kind of a red flag. Like, especially in a long-term relationship or, like, a marriage, you're going to be together your whole life. And spicing things up in the bedroom is kind of a fun... I wouldn't say it's an essential part, but it definitely helps. Just keep, keep the spice alive. So if you're really serious about someone, you should not be scared to ask for what you want in the bedroom. You really shouldn't because I can almost guarantee they're going to be super into it because I just think there's nothing hotter than like someone who's super confident and asking for what they want. From your partner's eyes, it's probably going to be a huge turn on that you're like, hey, will you, like, tie me up or something? They're going to be like, whoa, pop a boner, instant. (laughs) So that's just my two cents on that. Once Sage and I started getting more comfortable, I definitely, definitely asked for some crazy shit. And then this is another tangent, for some reason. In my mind, before Sage went to college, I was like, he is gonna see some, like, hot, experienced college gal, and he's gonna be like, oh, this little girl that I have back at home in high school. Like, he'd never said anything like this or even thought this, but for some reason, that was what was in my mind because I was worried he was gonna, you know, break up with me and find someone older and more experienced. So, my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do lots of crazy shit. I'm gonna, like, give him something to remember so he doesn't, I don't know, get any ideas or whatever. I'm not sure why I thought this, but I went freaking ham, you guys. I was, like, trying, wanting to try everything that summer, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, everything. One time, <laughs> oh my God. you know what? I'm sharing it all. One time, we were at his best friend's house for a party. We had a lot of parties at this guy's house, Sage's best friend, and that's actually, first time we had sex was at his house, too. So, yeah, we had a lot of parties there in high school, and we would all spend the night after, and We always had like one guest room that we would sleep in and so we had drank some tequila we had a fun party everyone else was asleep and we just yeah sage tied me up with my extended uh phone charger tied me up and blindfolded me and there were some things involving ice i think you ladies know what i'm talking about but i just wanted to try everything i was asking for literally everything it was literally so fun (laughs) It was so fun. Sage is so down. Like I'm always the one that initiates all the crazy shit. Like I said, Aquarius, but he's always so down. And again, like I just said, it's always like a turn on for him. Like I can see him being like, oh, okay. Like, oh yeah, word, word. Okay. (laughs) So I just feel like ladies don't be, don't be shy to ask. And now full circle, I guess. Now I'm like, if I'm not completely satisfied after like a good trip to pound town, I will ask him. I'm like, Like, I want to come. Like, I literally will ask (laughs) every time. It's just what I want, you know? Like, he came, and so why shouldn't I? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Let's just say now in this new house, none of our neighbors can hear us. So, it has been quite a quarantine extravaganza. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of you guys have asked, like, how we keep it spicy. So, I'll talk about that later um, when I answer some of your questions. Like, the guy gets to come every single time. If you don't ask, or if they're not already woke (laughs) in that sense... Or they're not, like, super sensitive to you or... Because not every guy is naturally going to be, like, super aware and, like, wanting to, like, pleasure you all the time. There definitely are some guys that are like that. But not every guy is like that. And if you're with someone who doesn't make you orgasm or seem to have any interest in it, um, you need to fucking ask. Because long-term, that shit's not... That shit's not cool. How come they get to come every time and you don't? So don't be scared to ask. If they react poorly, like, that's not a good sign. That's a sign that they're... Kind of selfish because someone who's selfish in bed is probably going to be selfish in other areas. That's just my two cents. But if they're like a little like, whoa, I don't really know how, send them to that Tim Ferriss book, ladies. Send them to the book. Let me tell you. Before I answer any questions, I just wanted to talk about this because it is such an important part about sex. And especially if I have any young listeners tuning in right now, I want to make sure that I cover this because it's, yeah, very important. So let's talk about protection ladies. In high school, I was on birth control and we used condoms because getting pregnant was not an option. It wasn't on the table. Couldn't get pregnant in high school. Once I was a freshman in college, um, Sage and I started making more money and birth control has always had really, really bad side effects for me i've taken i've tried different brands i've tried different forms and it always just really doesn't sit well with me like i remember in high school i just was on the pill because i you know i wasn't gonna get pregnant wasn't about that and for a while there i was like puking almost every night i would wake up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m and puke because of my birth control and it had like i had crazy mood swings and it gave me acne and it made me gain weight and like so much shit Honestly, it's fucking crazy that women have to do that and men just get to come everywhere. <laughs> God, that's, that's, wow. Um, but it's true. Like, fuck. It's not fair. Anyway, I stopped taking birth control and Sage stopped wearing condoms in when I was in college. Probably, like, end of freshman year, I would say. And for the last almost four years, he just pulls out. And that's our only form of birth control. Um, and we've had no pregnancy scares because the pullout game is strong. Honestly, too strong if you ask me because I would not mind at all getting pregnant, which is the whole point of me telling you this. The thing is, if I got pregnant, I would be happy about it. And I think that's like what you need to decide for yourself. Can you and your partner support a baby financially? Can our relationship last through raising a child? Do I want this guy to be the father of my child? Am I ready to be a mom? Like, if not, then use fucking protection. Use it. Like, don't be stupid about it. Use protection. You're not being cool to not use it. Like, do you want a baby? No? Then use protection. Damn. Just use it. One time I had to bike to a mini mart at, like, 5 in the morning to buy my 16-year-old friend a pregnancy test. And let me tell you, it was not a great situation. Like, it can go, it can go bad. So, like, please, if you're young and listening to this, be smart be fucking smart. You have like your whole life ahead of you and trying to impress one douchey guy by saying like, Oh no, it's fine. If he doesn't have a condom, like, no, no. If you think you're going to get serious with a guy and have sex, get on the pill. Like as soon as I started having sex, I got on the pill. Um, cause it's just, you don't want to risk it. You don't want to risk it and make him wear a condom. If he refuses to then dump his ass seriously. Okay. So that's my spiel. Don't be, don't be silly about it because it can happen. Accidental pregnancies happen all the fucking time, so be smart. So, one last thing I wanted to touch on before I start uh, answering questions is, like I said at the beginning, sex always has to be consensual, and I am extremely lucky to have been very safe, and I don't know, I haven't really had any terrible, terrible things happen to me in that regard. Like, I haven't necessarily been sexually assaulted, I haven't been... I'm really lucky because I think that is one of the most difficult traumatic things that a woman could ever go through or anyone could go through. So there is one story and I feel like I should tell it because I tell all my stories and it's not even, it's not even what happened that bothers me. It's how people reacted that really fucking pisses me off still to this day. So I think I should tell it because you know what? Why not? Okay. So junior prom, this is actually kind of funny. I went to prom with the guy I lost my virginity with. You might think, what, Rohini? And I was dating Sage at the time, but Sage was gone. Sage was in the Coast Guard. He actually was in boot camp, where I could not talk to him at this time. So just keep that in the back of your mind. I had no communication, no ways to communicate with Sage during this time, besides letters that came every, like, month. So I went to prom with the guy I last made virginity with, but it was chill. We were good friends. He was, you know, hooking up with other girls, and he knew I was was with Sage. Um, Like I said, small island, and he is was one of my good friends so it wasn't really a big deal so we went to prom we had a really fun time we we're all drinking and then there was this after party at some person's house I don't know but all my friend group went to this party and we were all gonna spend the night and just hang out and I was the only one of my friends that that wasn't there with like I didn't go to prom with someone that I was hooking up with or someone that I was dating and all of my close friends that were at the party were with the people that they went to prom with we had a fun time at the party and then once it was time to go to bed and pass out, everyone kind of went off with their significant other or the guy they're hooking up with. And then I was like, kind of left by myself, TBH. And so I was drunk, but I was absolutely in my right mind, completely, 100%, because I can remember all this extremely clearly. I put myself to bed in the back of my friend's car. She gave me a blanket and I went in the back of her car, closed all the doors and went to sleep. Did that by myself. There was no one with me. And I woke up with a guy's hand in my bra, on my boob. And I was fucking shocked. And actually, the worst part about it was, is I was drunk and sleeping. And so, I thought that it was Sage, because I didn't... I wasn't, like, fully conscious, and I was like, oh, Sage is here. And then... So, I didn't really, like, move away at first, because I was, like, asleep. And then, when I actually woke up and realized that it wasn't Sage, I was terrified. And I like scooted to the edge of the car and then he like followed me over and was like trying to fill me up again. And I like, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I'm pretty sure I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I got out of the car and it was, it was in the morning. Um, so who knows how long he was there sleeping with me, which makes me want to fucking vomit thinking about it. But, um, I got out of the car and a couple of my friends were just waking up and none of my good friends were there though they were all gone or asleep I needed a ride home and I was really shook up by what just happened and I couldn't couldn't call Sage and I was just really upset because I felt like for some somehow I betrayed Sage even though it wasn't me (laughs) I went to bed by myself and this creepo came in and did that when I was asleep I just felt really icky and One of my friends at the time gave me a ride home and the car was full of some other guys and I told them what happened and their reaction was really, really weird. And we were all really young, but they it was just really dismissive and they're like oh that's weird well he's a good guy or something like it was just like really fucking strange I ended up being able to have my first like phone call with sage and I told him what happened even though I wasn't supposed to tell him any bad news while in boot camp so I didn't distract him and he was like absolutely livid (laughs) like he wanted to beat the shit out of this kid and I don't blame him and it was just really tough because I just wanted to be like I don't know I wanted to be with sage and I He makes me feel safe, and I definitely didn't feel safe in that moment. Thank goodness nothing else worse happened. What pissed me off is just how many of my friends reacted after that. My best friend Catherine and her boyfriend Nick were, like, the heroes for me because they just knew. They're, like, that's absolutely fucked up, and Catherine and Nick are some of our best friends today. Like, Sage and I hang out with them all the time. Sage and him are in the same grade. So there was a house party, I remember, and this kid that did that to me tried to show up and Nick kicked him out and it was just it was like such a kind of good feeling because none of my friends really believed me necessarily or thought that what he did was fucked up they all were like oh haha he's a good kid and they were still like hooking up with them him this guy like so many of my good friends in quotes were still hooking up with this guy that like fucking molested me basically like it wasn't super serious, but it still wasn't okay. Like everyone knows I was with Sage. I had been with Sage forever. Anyway, getting on a tangent. I just thought it was super fucked up how people handled it. And I remember one time being in the car with some guys that were lived around, whatever. And like, I was talking about it saying that it was fucked up because someone brought it up. And then he's like, well, that's your side of the story. You know, there are two sides to every story. Are you, are you really sure you went to bed by yourself? Are you really sure? Because that's not what he says. Like, so this guy was just basically... Didn't like kind of denying it and people were thinking that I made it up. It just was super fucked up I'm, like what you guys you guys are all dicks. So that was disheartening. I guess that people Chose to act that way. So that is my story and it's it's not even what he did, even though it wasn't right. Obviously, it's just that people, you know, didn't necessarily believe me. And it was such a, it's, it was a minor instance that I can't even imagine how devastating that would be for someone who was like raped or something more serious and having people not believe them or not take it seriously. Like, God, that just would be like, that would just destroy you, you know? So I just thought I should share the story because If any of you have had something happen to you, um, like an assault or anything, and someone hasn't believed you, I just want to say I'm sorry, and I believe you, and it's super fucked up that people do that. It's just fucked up. There's no other way to put it. So I wanted to share that because, um, unfortunately, I bet a lot of you guys can relate to that story, and I'm very lucky that I've never had anything worse happen to me. Um, I feel very lucky that I've been safe for so many years. Okay, so one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast is having you guys send in your questions or your stories. I just think it's really fun, and like I said in another episode, it just makes us all feel a little closer, and you know, it's nice to hear real stories, so I asked you guys to send in any sex-related questions, and I got a shitload. So I'm gonna answer as many as I can, and a lot of them were very similar, which I also think should make you all feel better because a lot of us are going through the same things. So even if you're thinking that it's a weird thing almost everything that someone asked, there was at least three or four more people asking the same thing. So you're not alone. You're not weird for wanting kinky shit in the bedroom. Trust me. <laughs> the first question I got literally so many times, this was the number one question I got is how do Sage and I keep it spicy in the bedroom after so long? The question actually says, hey Heen, thanks for your podcast. You are literally made for this, which literally makes me so fucking happy. I could cry that you said that. Anyway, my question for you is, how do we keep things interesting in bed when you're married? Any advice on something special we can do? Dot, 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 Elwell, thanks. So yeah, I got variations of this question so many times because, I mean, especially when you are together for so long and you're married, like, you just get into a routine, you know? And you wash your face and you read a little before bed and one of you falls asleep before the other and then before you know it, you're both asleep and you didn't have sex. Like, life just kind of happens and one other question that I got all the time and I guess I'll just kind of mash these together is how often should we be having sex or like how often is normal to have sex after you've been together a long time and I think this actually Phineas said this in their Phineas and Claudia's podcast we bought a house because someone asked like what's the normal amount for us to have sex and he said uh, whenever both people want to have sex Like, that's the normal amount, which I thought was really good that he said that. Love that podcast. It's true. Like, don't put pressure on yourself. There's no normal amount that you should have sex per week or whatever. It just depends on both of you. Like, some people have really fucking high sex drives. Some people don't. Also, there's ups and downs in life. Sometimes you're just a little down and you don't want to have sex. Like, for me personally, my sex drive is almost... it's, It's very closely related to my confidence levels. For me, when my skin is shit, I don't feel sexy at nighttime, and then I don't really want to have sex because I don't feel sexy. That is what how it goes for me. This is another thing. This 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 question has so many different layers to it because this is something that I have uh, had ups and downs with over the years. Um, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> at the beginning of our relationship, Sage literally called me Horny Heaney because I was wanting to bang literally all the time. And Horny Heaney had some, some times where she didn't want to have sex at all. And that was related to a lot of things. But now, now you guys this is so key. So ladies, if you are feeling like your sex drive is low or you just have been noticing you haven't been wanting to have sex as much, go to the naturopath or go to the doctor and get your vitamin levels checked, get your hormone levels checked. It's insane to me how much better I feel. I've been going to the naturopath for a while and I've been taking vitamins for like over a month now, lots of vitamins. And I (laughs) literally, since I started taking these, my sex drive has like, quadrupled, probably even more than that. And I'm not even like, I'm not joking. It's funny though, because I never realized that it was down. Like I never realized that I was low on energy, that I didn't want to have sex as much, all these things until I started feeling better. So you just, you don't know basically what you're missing until you feel better that's correlated to a lot of things like if you're depressed if you're deficient in vitamins and nutrients and your hormone levels are out of whack like chances are it's gonna affect your sex life too so I just would really encourage any any women out there who are struggling in that area to just go get it checked because you might be feeling like, why don't I want to have sex? Like I know I'm supposed to, in quotes, supposed to, or my partner wants to have sex and I'm just not down, but I used to be like, go get it checked out. That's my little spiel about that because those vitamins have really been doing a lot for me. In all aspects of my life. Sex drive has increased. Sage definitely noticed it too because <laughs> I want to jump his bones like literally all the time. I turned it into a joke now actually um, because I was asking him now sex so much that we would just be like in the middle of having conversation like literally at Home Depot or something trying to pick out some wood for a project and then I'm like, yeah, this looks like the right like two by four. Yeah, so you want to have sex? Like I just would throw it into every sentence and it just became a joke because... I was just asking so much, but he didn't mind. (laughs) He didn't mind. Sorry, that was a very long tangent. But back to the first question is how to keep it interesting. There's a few things that we do. And I think my personality is just to naturally kind of suggest some kinky or new things anyway. Like I said, Aquarius, like I said, horny heeny. So I kind of just do that already on my own. But I do definitely think that keeps it interesting. Some things that might spice it up. Watching porn together. This is something that I've literally never heard anyone talk about on the internet before. Um, And I actually talked about it one time when I was on Instagram Live on my Finsta and people were like, oh my god, yes, like I've never heard anyone talk about this. Because for some reason, porn is like a taboo thing, I guess. That can spice it up. And I just think it's a, it's a biological reaction, you know, you're watching people naked having sex and it just like, it just turns you on. It's just a biological reaction. Like doesn't have to be any necessarily like logic behind it or you don't have to think about it too much. Like it's literally a biological reaction. So that's always fun. Not necessarily that you like learn things or like moves or whatever from porn. I never do that, but it's just like watching people have sex makes you kind of want to have sex. Like in movies too, like a spicy movie or... For me, reading spicy books, let me tell you, I read a couple books these last couple days that had some really hot sex scenes and I literally put down my book and texted Sage like I want to have sex and then then we did. Reading like spicy books, watching spicy movies, just something that kind of, you know, gets you a little, gets you a little turned on and it's, it's I guess a little bit less, um, it's like baby steps, you know, you don't have to full blown go into like handcuffs. Like you can start by watching a sexy movie together. (laughs) But speaking of handcuffs, Sage has some handcuffs from the Coast Guard. We've only used those a couple times. My my theory, I could be completely wrong. If you're having sex a lot or whatever, regularly sexually active, if you daydream just for a second and think, what is something like really kinky that I'd like to do? I'm guessing something will pop in your mind and maybe you're thinking that it's gross or you're like conditioned it, you're conditioned to try to shove it away, but... I'm guessing most of us have some little something that you'd like to try in the bedroom. So like, why not suggest it? And obviously your partner has to be comfortable with it too, but you know, just try things out, spice things up. We used to do a lot of, um, we went through like a very exploratory phase, I would say. Like, I'm not exactly sure, but it was a long time ago. We were trying everything. Uh, we did a lot of oil massages, guys. That is a key. That one is, that's, that's a good one. So yeah, would definitely recommend a little oil massage, put on some nice music. Also... My favorite thing just to spice it up is having sex in different locations besides your bed. It sounds silly, but that really does spice it up because you can get so used to just, you know, the routine, like I said. So having sex somewhere else, really spice things up. Having sex on the couch, having sex in the kitchen, whatever. It's just fun, especially in quarantine. If you're stuck together, like, ooh, let's spice it up. Yeah, definitely just try, try new things and do something that makes you turned on. That's just the best way to spice things up because sometimes... You're just really tired and sex does not sound that fun, and you just wanna go to bed. But once you have sex, you're like, dang, thank goodness. Thank goodness I didn't just fall asleep. But it's so tempting to just close your eyes, drift off, and save it for another night. But then before you know it, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks. Also, relating to the question like, how much should we be having sex? I don't think there is a normal number. I think everyone's different. But I do think if it's been like months, you might want to look into it because maybe, like I said, you're deficient in some things or maybe there's like other things going on in your relationship that you need to work on. Okay, this next question I also got a lot, a lot, a lot. Do you have any advice on how to feel sexy and confident? Anytime my boyfriend asks me to undress for him, I feel almost embarrassed even though I'm confident with my body, in parentheses, as much as one can be, haha, ha. thanks girl. I think this is so, what's the word, just so like normal, I guess. I remember like in the beginning of a relationship with Sage feeling super like it's like there's a spotlight on you and and you're just overthinking all these details like what if he thinks my left boob is slightly bigger than the other or what if he notices one nipple is pointing down or up or you know like all these things that I can almost guarantee and actually Sage and I talked about this um the the boys are not noticing the boys are not noticing all these possible insecurities that you have running through your mind that you're worried about they are not noticing they're like ooh, boobies (laughs) Okay. No, I'm sorry. That was insulting for the male, the male population. I mean, like they're looking at you and they're thinking, wow, this is a beautiful hot ass lady that is naked in front of me. I want to kiss her and have sex with her. I'm pretty sure that's what they're thinking. They're not thinking about all of those little things that might be running through your mind. And it took me a long time to believe that for myself. Like really, it really did. But for me, the only, the only thing that really remedied it was just time time and being super super comfortable with your partner. It's been 7 years of us having sex and now I mean he's seen you know he's seen everything. He's seen all the all the parts and he knows he knows what the parts look like. So time really helps with that and also just knowing that he is not seeing any of the insecurities that you might be thinking about. Like he's just not seeing those. He's thinking you look beautiful and sexy. You said I feel almost embarrassed. I feel like that is something that I also had to get over because I don't know if this, again, is, like, something that we're conditioned from society to feel like that, but it's, like, almost, I remember when I was first having sex, like, I felt really, like, kind of dirty because there are so many, I mean, depending on how you were raised, it might have been a very dirty topic. It might have been a very dirty thing to have sex, and my sexuality growing up was definitely not celebrated, I guess. Like, it was a very hush-hush thing like I couldn't not wear a bra around the house and I, I my parents really didn't want me to dress um scandalously or whatever like I had to be very modest with how I dress and all of that so it's taken me years to kind of be down to be more sexy in public because that is my personality like I'm not shy about my body which you guys all know if you follow me on Instagram but I had to like overcome that because it just I mean how we were raised like has to do with so much so Sorry, this is another tangent, but I just feel like it, it's something you have to kind of grow grow out of and get over that it's okay to be naked and it's okay to be feel sexy and it's okay to strip down for your boyfriend and enjoy it and feel sexy. Another thing that kind of, this is maybe is weird. This actually might be really weird. This might be an only Rohini thing. Let me know sometimes. Again, this might be weird, but fuck it. Sometimes when it's like a sexy little moment like that, like undressing or like, I don't know, dirty talk or foreplay or whatever. Sometimes I think I'm picturing, this sounds weird when I'm saying it out loud. I'm picturing that (laughs) someone else is watching. This might be weird. I don't know. But if I, okay, okay. I'm not, it's not even that I'm picturing someone else is watching. I'm picturing that like, we're like in like a book or like in a, In a porn or something. Does that make sense? So sometimes when I'm like a little bit nervous or feeling a little weird, I'm like picturing that someone else is viewing this. And so I kind of like perform a little more. Does that make sense? This might be really strange, but sometimes when I think about it like that, it's kind of hot to me. I'm like, oh yeah. And so then it, it makes me feel way more confident to be like doing things that normally I would feel a little bit nervous about. Does that make sense? Does anyone else do that? (laughs) Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. But that just helps me. So if perhaps... You want to try that out if your boyfriend asks you to undress and you're picturing like I don't know you're in a movie you're like Margot Robbie in a in being a sexy lady in a sexy movie and you're like supposed to take off this dress and I don't know just kind of fun maybe I'm fucking weird I don't know but that's what I do <laughs> so yeah that was a very long answer to that question as usual this is gonna be a very long episode this question I wanted to talk about briefly I kind of talked about it a little bit but let's cut to the chase lol is it normal for girls to take a while to orgasm sometimes I feel bad for taking such a long time but I can't come in a fucking millisecond like the guys do. Thanks girlie, love you. Um yes, I think it's so normal and for me, it's all about what I'm thinking. If I'm overthinking it, if I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm taking a really long time. Is this hand getting tired? Oh my god." That's when it takes me even longer. Like, gosh, it'll take forever if I'm overthinking it. And that's something at the beginning like I had to stop overthinking it basically. So, I think it is normal. It doesn't Happen in a millisecond. Sometimes it happens fast. Sometimes it takes a long time. Just depends. Just depends on, like, you know, how much foreplay there was. Just depends on what kind of mood you're in. Just depends on if you're distracted or not, or whatever, all these factors. So I think it definitely is normal that it might take a while, but also if you can like distract yourself or something, or like get in the, get in the moment and get out of your head a little bit more, which is very hard, much easier said than done, then that can also help because overthinking it is what takes forever. But then it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because then if you are thinking you're overthinking it, then you're overthinking that you're overthinking it. And then, blah, blah, blah. yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think what helps me not like overthink it. Focus on, okay, this also might be weird, but focus on like what he's doing get out of your head and focus on what he's doing. Like think exactly about what he's doing and focus on it. And it might help. That kind of helps me sometimes, but I definitely think it is normal that it might take a while. This next question, I think it's really good. I think it covers a lot of bases. And for any of my viewers who haven't had sex yet, I think this might be helpful. So question is, Hey Heaney. So I'm a virgin and 17 and I've never been anyhow involved with a boy. Like I've never even had my first kiss. But I have so many freaking questions about sex that I'm too scared to ask anyone I know in person, ha. So hopefully you can help me out. Not really help, but just answer my curiosity. Hehe. <laughs> so here they are. First question, is having it for the first time awkward? Like, do you have a conversation about it first and then do it? Number two, do you bleed when you lose your virginity? And if so, then why do people have sex in the bed? Because wouldn't that be so annoying to clean up afterwards? Number three, is sex actually as fluid as movies and TV makes it seem? Like, I'm pretty darn sure I can't undress that fluidly, lol. Ah, I literally have so many questions, I just can't think of them right now. Anyway, I hope I'm not being dumb, haha. I just honestly have no idea. Thanks, Heaney. Oh my gosh, I love this. Like, this to me is just so sweet and wholesome because it is. There's so many questions. Before you have sex, you wonder so much about it. I often like to know exactly what I'm getting myself into before I do it, so I can totally see where this girl's coming from, like wanting to know all the details about it because that helps you feel more comfortable. So love that you asked this. I think this is going to help a lot of people. Who might be thinking this? Is having it for the first time awkward? Do you have a conversation about it first and then do it? I mean, yeah, first times can be very awkward. I definitely think my first time, I'm like, can't really remember it that clearly to be honest, but it was a little awkward. It definitely was a little bit awkward. We were kind of like nervous laughing and it just, it wasn't like super smooth, I guess. Conversation wise, he just said like we're hooking up and he was like, should I get a condom? And I said, why not? (laughs) So that was what we said, but a lot of people... I've known a couple people that are in like really long-term relationships and like uh waited a while within their relationship to lose their virginity to each other and they had been planning it and they like made it super special planned it out like Matt had a whole romantic thing and then like was like that's the day we're gonna do it so some people do it that way but for me I don't like that for me personally I'm much more of a spontaneous gal obviously lost my virginity like couple hours after my first kiss with the guy. So yeah, much more spontaneous in that way. So I think it just depends on what you want. I mean, there's definitely going to be some type of conversation about it. Like, do you want to do this? Should I get a condom? Something like that. So it's different for everyone. Also, if you're, if you're losing your virginity to someone who's a little more experienced, that might help with the not as awkward part because, a lot of I have heard a lot of guys being like very sweet if they know it's the girl's first time and they like are very gentle and like are checking in on them all the time and all of that kind of thing. So number two, do you bleed when you lose your your virginity? And if so, why do people have sex in the bed? Because wouldn't be so annoying to clean up afterwards? I love this question. Um, I feel like you're a Virgo or something. Depends. Not everyone bleeds. Like you, you can still have your cherry popped and not bleed. Like that's, that's, I feel like in the movies they make it seem like every single time you bleed, but that's not true. Not everyone does. So if you don't, no, don't worry about it. I did a little bit, but it really wasn't very much. Like after we finished having sex, I think I had like a few little, a little spotting in my underwear, but it was not very much. Like it's not like a period, like a gushing period for me at least. I think from what I've heard from other people too, it's just like a little bit. I don't think you need to worry about the cleanup necessarily, Okay, number three, is sex actually as fluid as movies and TVs make it seem? I'm pretty darn sure I can't undress that fluidly. I definitely think this is, depending on your experience like the first time is not going to be super fluid the first like 10 times might not be super fluid but it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be fluid you know like who like i said no one's watching even though if you're rohini you pretend like someone is because you're fucking weird (laughs) but yeah no one's watching like it's just you two it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's not fluid like if it's awkward you guys are probably going to be giggling and it'll probably make it kind of fun and ease a little bit of tension so don't worry about it if it's not fluid I think now after 7 years for me personally having sex with the same person like it is pretty fluid because we know each other so well and like we've just done it so many times but that's 7 years you know like don't expect for it to look like a movie on the first couple times it's it's not realistic and it doesn't have to be like that you know don't worry don't put so much pressure on on it so hopefully those that answered your questions I just think from many people that I've talked to you get it you build it up in your head and I did this too you build it up in your head so so much for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. Once it was said and done, I was like, wow, that was it. (laughs) Like it wasn't that big of a deal. I know for some people it is a very special thing. So it just depends on your personality. Just don't put so much pressure on yourself to make it perfect or to make it look like a movie or whatever. Just, it's just like your first time is how it's going to be. And if it's not exactly perfect, like that's okay. That's okay. This next one is directly correlated to what I talked about earlier. So it says, Hi Rohini, I have been with my boyfriend for a year and a half and I still have not had an orgasm with him. Like, what? In all caps. (laughs) I honestly don't enjoy sex that much because it is not doing anything for me. Any tips? I love him so much, but your girl needs to get off too. (laughs) (laughs) Haha, thanks girl. Yes, you said it yourself. Your girl needs to get off too. Fuck that shit. If he don't eat it, he a D. bag. Not I'm saying not I'm saying he's a D bag, but <laughs> um yeah, you need to get off too. You said it yourself. So I just think you need to have a conversation with him about it. Because I don't know your situation, but it's possible that he thinks that you are having an amazing time. And in reality you are not. So I think you definitely need to have a conversation about it. And if you said like you love him so much, you've been together for a little while, I think it should be uh totally normal to have this conversation and um, don't be worried about it. And if he's having troubles, just, you know, secretly buy uh what's it called? Four hour body, open it to the chapter, leave it on his bed. <laughs> Very subtle hint. No, I'm just kidding. You probably wouldn't take that that well. So many things in a relationship like are better when there's open communication. And I definitely think sex is one of them. So, If you want to get off, you got to tell him, yo, I need to get off, bro. Like this is not happening and I need to get off. There's obviously a nicer way to say it than what I just said, because I'm an asshole. Be honest with him and have him read that chapter. I swear to God, if you you could phrase it in like a super sexy way, you know? So he's like, Ooh, yeah, I want to do that. You know, don't be like, you don't make me come be like, I don't know. I'm not about to dirty talk in this microphone right now, but you can phrase it in a way that he's going to be turned on thinking about making you feel super good. Does that make sense? Someone said, hi, Rohini. Loving the podcast. Question is, how often do you have sex? Genuinely just curious. Got a lot of people asking how much we have sex. Um, It's definitely varied over the years. Um, When we first started dating, we had sex literally all the time, like multiple times a day. I feel like Sage's um stamina in high school was out of out of this world. I'm sure that's normal for a young man, but holy shit, he's an old man now, so <laughs> no no, sorry. Um also we did long distance for a long time. So whenever we would get to see each other after like five months, like the first day we'd probably have sex like five or six times. <laughs> like just so much sex because we miss each other so much. Now we are married, we live together, and we see each other all the time. Also, I should say when we were in New York, he was still in the Coast Guard. So I only saw him half the time. So like half of the week he would be gone. So I definitely like we still had that whole like distance makes the heart grow fonder thing. I think we'd have sex a lot because we wouldn't see each other all the time. But now we see each other all the time. And I would say I would say we have sex like twice a week. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes we have sex once a week. Yeah, it just really depends. But net, like like I said, since my I've been having, my sex drive has definitely increased because of all these vitamins. So I've been just initiating sex all the time, (laughs) but it's not always like that. Like when I was feeling super down about my skin, we probably didn't have sex for like over a week, like a couple weeks. I don't know. I don't really remember, but it just depends like where both of us are at and I think that's super normal for it to go up and down. Okay, next question. I kind of talked about, about this already, too. Um, my question is, how do I help my partner into exploring different things in the bedroom? We've discussed it and are on the same page, but when it comes down to it, it's always our normal sex. Nothing new ever happens. Thank you so much, and can't wait to hear this episode. So, sounds like you said you've discussed it and you're on the same page. Sounds like one of you is just going to have to, you know, have the balls to bring it up and It might be you, since you're emailing me asking about this. You might have to just, for me, it was always me. Like we would talk about it and he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm down. But then when we're having sex, I would have to be like, hey, let's, you know, use a vibrator. Hey, let's grab the blindfold. Like I was always the one that would actually bring it up. One of you is just going to have to bring it up. That's, I mean, I don't really have any advice other than that. Yeah, it sounds like you guys discussed it. You're both on the same page and one of you is just going to have to do it. Maybe it's you. Next question. My question is how you go about setting boundaries, communicating when you aren't in the mood. This was something I really struggled with in younger relationships and feel like in the last year or so, I have really begun to be confident with it. And I am curious about how others deal with this, especially living with a spouse or partner. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. Um, I definitely relate to this. You said something I struggled with in my younger relationships, like the first guy I lost my virginity to, there was absolutely no boundaries or communicating. Like, I just went along with it whenever he wanted to, even though I wasn't feeling it. There was no foreplay, you know? I wasn't into it, but I had no boundaries. I didn't communicate that I wasn't necessarily into it. I mean, for me personally, I just say I'm I'm not down tonight. <laughs> like, I just don't want to tonight. And that hasn't happened in a while because I'm freaking horny heeny again. But there was a time where I'm not really sure when this was, but... I'm not sure if maybe my, my birth control was making me a little bit down. Um, my st- sex drive was way, way down. And I just remember him saying, being like, you never like initiate, you never really seem like you want to have sex. Um, and I just had to explain, like, I don't really feel that good. Like I don't feel sexy. I don't feel confident. Like I just am not really into it right now. And it was just something we had to like work through. That was years and years ago. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with him and just communicate, tell him exactly how you're feeling if you don't want to have sex, then he should, he or she should absolutely respect that. Um, absolutely. So just be, just be honest with them and explain if you know why you don't want to, maybe there isn't a why, maybe you're just tired, but if there is a why you don't want to, maybe explain that because that might help them understand more and not feel like hurt or insulted, you know? But again, like I said earlier, if you have noticed your sex drive is a lot lower than it has been in the past, like, go get, go get your levels checked out. Get them checked out because you never know until you feel a lot better that you were feeling a lot shittier before. Um, okay. This question is very, um, wow. Not wow, because it's a bad question. Just wow. I'm, I'm going for it. Okay. Hey Rohini, I love you so much and enjoy your podcast, YouTube videos, and TikToks. I know you keep it real. IDK if you've attempted to have butt sex, (laughs) but I have a lot of friends who have, so I tried it out. Let's just say not the best experience of my life. Any tips? So this is so funny to me because for some reason, this wave went through my friend group (laughs) in our, I think it was our senior year where like all of a sudden we're like, ooh, butt stuff. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I don't know why that happened. But yeah, like I said, I'm very curious, very into these type of things. And so I, I was the one that initiated it with Sage because I just wanted to see what it was all about. Because one of my friends really, really enjoys it. So I wanted to see what the hype was about. First couple times were terrible. Hurt so bad. Hurt so bad. I think is what a lot of people experience when they try to do that for the first time. But I have had a few very good experiences when I was drunk. Both times were when I was drunk. Very drunk. (laughs) So I don't know what that says about me. But I guess you're just loosened up. I don't fucking know. Oh my god. Okay. You guys, this is just so much detail. Please don't ever use any of these excerpts against me. I pray that my parents are not listening to this. <laughs> so yeah, my advice is for you to be on top. Might sound crazy, but that is the only way that it's ever felt good for me and didn't hurt like hell. And if you drink, for me, that just loosened me way up in every aspect <laughs> of the word. So I've only had like two experiences where it was like super, super good. It's not like we do it very often. It's literally only when I'm drunk, like super drunk, um, TMI. But last time we did was on our honeymoon and I was absolutely shit-faced off of wine tasting all day. And we were in the jacuzzi. You know how, you know how it goes. But my recommendation would be to make sure you're super, 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 super loose. Like you have to be super fucking chill. Maybe get some lube drink some wine, relax, a lot of foreplay, and then try being on top. That's my recommendation. Holy shit. Like, why am I even embarrassed to talk about this? You know, like, I understand why theoretically it's embarrassing, but at the same time, like it's not because I talk to my friends about this and it's just part of life. But like, why do I feel embarrassed? I don't know. Wow, I've already gone over time a lot. Okay, this will be my last question. Hi, Rohini. My question isn't really a question, more of a scenario. I'm still a virgin at 21, haven't even kissed anyone, and I'm afraid the experience is never going to happen. It's not that I don't want it to happen. I'm just worried about trusting the right person. Should I just fuck a random or wait? At least until I find someone I trust enough. I'm conflicted, LMAO. Love you. So I feel like this is so, like, this happens a lot. Um, I've met quite a few people that went to college and they were still virgins and they were not really sure if they wanted to wait for someone special or what. And I've seen people go both ways. I really just think it depends on, like, in the core of your heart, what do you want? Like, just think about if I have sex with a random guy, am I going to be sad after? Am I going to wish I had waited? Am I going to regret it? Then don't do it. Like, there's no rush. It's going to happen when it's supposed to, if you want it to, you know? There's no perfect way to go about it. Everyone is different. Everyone's on their own timeline. And often, your first time is not going to be the best time ever. Not saying it's going to suck, but for a lot of people, the first time is kind of meh. And then after that, that's when it gets good. So I just think it depends on you. I can't really give you advice because I think it really depends on what you want. But if you feel in your heart you should wait for someone that you really care about, then you definitely should do that because I'm sure it will be much more special for you that way. Yeah, and there's no one right way to do it. So do what you think is best. Okay, I know I said last question, but there's one more I think I should cover because then I can talk about. (laughs) which i think had to be in this had to be in this episode okay hi been a subscriber from the start and first want to say i love your content here's some questions i have i've semi-recently made my sexual debut also love how you phrase that, by the way, with my boyfriend of about seven months now. We have sex pretty regularly, but what I noticed is that ever since we started, I can't orgasm or get proper foreplay from oral anymore and hardly ever come first. I'm not sure if it's performance anxiety or something, but he comes regularly, sometimes more than once, and sometimes I just can't, lol. Any position tips or recommendations? Not sure if you've experienced this, haha, but I don't want to make him feel bad. It's great 90% of the time. Also, how can I navigate feelings of insecurities when he's had sex with other people and I'm his first? Again, don't know if you experienced this, but figured I'd ask. So I love that you said sexual debut. I think that's what we should change the word losing your virginity. I think it should be sexual debut. I like that a lot better. Way more classy. So I feel like perhaps I might be reading too much into this, but perhaps you might be having like somewhat of an not unrealistic expectation, but. You're feeling bad about not orgasming every time when in reality, like it's it's kind of normal to not orgasm every time, especially like for me, I can't I can't orgasm from just you know penetration. There has to be other stuff going on, and I think a lot of women are like that, so I think you're just gonna have to tell them. Like, you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to say, like, I'm gonna I need this or this, but you can suggest trying new things, like trying a vibrator, for instance, is very good. It's a very good way to make sure that you both are getting exactly what you need during sex. That being said, like if he is down to like, <laughs> Oh, I don't even know how to say this. Not, I don't fucking know. Play with your clit. I don't know what the else to fucking say. I was going to say like strum your fiddle. Some fucking metaphor. Like, I don't know. That's just what, just what has to happen. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Fuck. Um, if he is down to do that during sex If he's not already, then that probably will help a lot. Um, If you want to introduce a vibrator, that is like a surefire way you're going to orgasm during sex and it is just kind of a game changer, especially if you feel like it's kind of gotten a little like, I don't know, you didn't say this. I don't want to put words into your mouth, but if it's gotten a little like routine or not exciting or bringing in the vibrator really helps because then you can control it kind of, or you can ask him to, but you can control it and he's still... Doing his thing and it's probably hot for him to see you using that. It just just kind of helps spice things up and you are absolutely surefire like you're gonna orgasm. (laughs) I just think first like talk to him about foreplay and like what you need because it's very normal not to orgasm from just penetration. I feel like I think I've only met like one person that can do that. Tell him what you need, that girl. Don't be scared. Also, you said I don't want to make him feel bad. Like I said this earlier, but phrase it in a way where it's like introducing a really sexy fun idea make it seem like a really hot thing you know I said this earlier dirty talk whatever you need to do like introduce it in a way that he's like "Ooh, yeah I want to make you feel like that you know don't don't be like you're not making me cum <laughs> not that you would say that but I just feel like that's a better way to go about it because then it's better for everyone how can I navigate feelings of insecurities when he's had sex with other people and I'm his first I can definitely kind of relate he wasn't my first but I barely had any experience before him, and he'd been with, like, four or five girls, I think, before me. So I definitely felt like he had way more experience. Um, I just think the only the only way that you can really go about it is he's never had sex with you before. You're the only you, and you the experience that you two are having together is completely unique to you two. No one else can have that experience that's between you two. So I just think if you can, just try to disregard. Like, it's not really it, – it, it doesn't need to affect – how you are right now you two what's between you two is between you two what's in his past is in his past there's nothing you can do about it if anything maybe it helps because he's more experienced and he can do some fun stuff Okay. So that wraps up the question portion. There were so many more. I'm so sorry. There literally was like hundreds. So I will definitely do another episode around this if you guys are interested um, and answer more questions, but I've already gone way over the time. Um, Before I end this episode, I wanted to give you guys a few websites to check out some game changers for me. Since I have already talked about all these things, I have no reason not to share what I have picked up. Uh, Okay, so three websites that I really recommend you guys to check out if you're wanting to kind of spice things up or get a new vibrator or find something that works for you. In a way, I'm like, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not surprised I'm talking about this because I fucking talk about it. I've told so many of my friends to get this vibrator, so why shouldn't I tell you guys? <laughs> um, okay, so the website is mod, M A U D E. Well, the website is getmod.com, but just Google mod, M A U D E. And that vibrator is the best vibrator I have ever, ever had in my life. I've gotten a few of my friends on it. They are insanely impressed. It is so good. I love it. It's waterproof. It's amazing. I've had it for over a year, maybe two years. It's just the best. Big fan, big fan. Ooh, one thing, if you do get it, you have to charge it after every time because once it goes dead, it, it completely dies. You can't turn it back on. Something about the battery, I'm not sure. So make sure you charge it every single time, even if you don't want to. Just make sure because that happened to me and I had to buy a new one because it just completely died. That vibrator is Iconic. Incredible. They also sell, like, condoms and lube and stuff on there. Other websites. Unbound. The website is Unbound Babes, but they have a lot of really, really fun stuff for the bedroom, and they have a Google Unbound box subscription. (laughs) I guess they're sold out right now. Damn it. Okay. Well, whenever they come back, they have a box subscription and Sage and I did that for a while. If you just are really wanting to spice things up, they will surprise you with fun little toys and things every, I don't know, month or so. Um, so I think that's a really fun way to do it. It's just like a little subscription box. Um, and they have a lot of different stuff. So they also have a bunch of sets. You can just go on their website and look at everything okay next website is dame dame products a lot of good vibrators a lot of good stuff they have a lot of good bundles also also all these websites are like extremely aesthetically pleasing so we love that the mod vibrator i talked about earlier is like very aesthetically pleasing (laughs) so are all of the dame products yeah so would recommend unbound dame products and mod that is that so (laughs) i will end this episode out i hope you guys enjoyed I definitely feel like slightly uncomfortable, but at the same time, I feel good because why should I not talk about this? You know, everything is better when you talk about things. It helps. It can help you guys. It's just better to get everything out in the open and like share what I know. If it can, if, if sharing any of these things helps you guys even a little bit, like it's worth the possible embarrassment that I might feel. That's, that's really how I feel. So I hope that you guys found it helpful. Please let me know if you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Please tell me you did because... I'm literally praying that none of my family members get a hold of this because that's going to be fucking terrible. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I'm having the best time doing it. I will save my book recommendations for next week because I've already gone half an hour over my time. Um, But if you don't follow me on Instagram already, I already post a bunch. I post them all on there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you guys next week. Don't forget to leave me a rating and review if you like the podcast and... Yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Leese.